Welcome to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. This is episode number 26, where Jeff talks to Bob Landon of Landon Winery. Hi, I'm Jeff Cope, and if this is your first time listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. Today, I'm talking to Bob Lennon from Lennon Winery. Thanks for joining us, Bob. Thank you, Jeff. We were just at the Lennon Winery here in Greenville, Texas, and we just took a supposed two-hour tour, but I guess it's sort of like the Gilligan's Island. It turned out to be a three-and-a-half-hour tour, I think. That's right. That's pretty good. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, well, actually, that's a, that's a good questionnaire. So, Whenever anybody comes out to Greenville, they want to take a tour of Landon Winery, and you or Jason Dawson, your other winemakers, giving the tour, what can they expect to have? I tell people all the time, expect, it's going to be two hours long, uh, make sure you don't drink ahead of time, make sure you get like lots of water and uh, eat before, beforehand, but what we're going to do is we're going to taste a lot of barrels of wine. We have hundreds of barrels of wine, and I'm all about sharing our wines and talking about wines and blending wines. And we'll taste the wines. We'll also blend some wines. We have a laboratory, so we'll show you how we can impact the flavor of a wine and how we can change pHs and your perception of a wine, like what we can do to it. Also, something else we do, which I think is really fun, is we'll talk about the food impact on wine. So we'll try a lot of different food items and show you how you can change your perception of a wine based off what food you eat. So it's really a fun time. And yes, today it took longer than two hours. We did three and a half hours, but it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely fun for sure. So, uh, Landon Winery, last month, I believe you celebrated your 10th anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you very much. We started 10 years ago last month in McKinney, Texas. That actually leads up good segue into my next question then. So, so you opened in McKinney. And so how long there before you opened here in Greenville? We started McKinney in November of 2005. Within about two years, we outgrew McKinney. Uh, that location is only 4,000 square feet. We have all of our barrels, all of our tanks there. Then we expanded um, out to the country, which nobody's ever heard of, out in the middle of nowhere. We had a crush pad out there. And then six years ago, we opened in Greenville. So in Greenville, we bought some buildings out here. We have 50,000 square foot facility out here. And so we bottle our wine, have our barrels out here, our bottling line and our, our distribution center is all based in Greenville. We still make wine in McKinney because there's no such thing in Texas as a tasting room. So we still make wine in McKinney. It's mainly our port. Uh, we have to bottle some wine there, but we're mainly our production is in Greenville, but most people know us as McKinney because that's where we um, sell the most wine. So uh, what percentage of your wines that you make are actually Texas wines? Though? Oh, great question. So it varies based off years. So in um, 2012, almost all of our wines were Texas wines. So 2012 was a great year for us. The quality was good. The volume was good. In 2013 and 2014, we had a lot of frost issues. And so we had some Texas fruit, but we had to supplement with uh, grapes out in New Mexico because a lot of people were like our vineyards. Most, most of our vineyards are West Texas, right? 80% of Texas grapes are grown southwest of Lubbock. So if you buy grapes from New Mexico, because we're only like eight, mi eight miles from New Mexico in West Texas, they taste very similar to Texas. You can also get some from California if you want as well, but you can definitely tell when they're California. So in 2013-14, we had a supplement. Uh, in 2015, though, it's going to be, all, again, almost all Texas because we had such a great harvest. So for, uh, 15, um, it's one of the few years we talked about earlier today that 2015 is one of the few years where Texas had so many grapes 
that we actually sold grapes to other states. We actually exported grapes, which is unique to Texas because Texas cannot produce enough grapes for all the demand for Texas wineries. But in 2015, it did. And we supplied so many that we actually exported to other states, which is really cool. Well, that's that's been the complaint all these years is Texas doesn't make enough grapes. And that's right. Suddenly this year, I guess they could. They right. could. And it's so wild because um, the wineries, even though there's like almost 400 wineries in the state of Texas, they were so full that there are hundreds of tons of grapes still frozen of West Texas grapes um, because the wineries are so full. So as our capacity opens up and we get wine in the barrels, so our tanks get empty, we will defrost grapes and crush some more and make some more wine. So yeah, 2015, not always a big volume, it's good quality, which you want both of. And 2015 is going to be a great year. Uh, I'm looking forward to especially, you know, what, year or two? What do you look for as far as like good time to bottle probably? That's a great question. The whites will be bottled probably within a year. Our reds, the Merlots, the Tempranillos, the Cab Francs and everything, you're probably looking about a year and a half. For us, we do about 18 months to two years. The big reds may be a little bit longer, but within two years, you'll be seeing the 2015s released, and they should be just really good. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I know you make, like, Princess Gloria loves a Tempranillo, and yes. you make some great Tempranillos. So. Tempranillos yeah. going to be really good this year. Yeah, definitely looking for that. Out of all those wines that you do make, what, uh, what, what's your most popular wine? Oh, great question. So the number one selling, if you think about Texas, it's hot in Texas, so people tend to like sweet wines. So Yellow Rose is our number one selling wine. It's a sweet white. The grape varies, right? It's been uh, Trebbiano, which we got from Bingham. So it can be Trebbiano. It's been Chardonnay some years. Um, so it depends on the, on the grape. But really, our number one selling dry wine is Pinot Noir, more than Cabernet Sauvignon. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Yeah. So every year at um, at the end of the year, which is coming up for us, we have an uh, employee party. We play a trivia question, and we have the employees have to put in order the top five selling land and wines, and what are those wines in order. And it's Pinot Noir is always our top selling dry red. A lot of people are surprised that we have Pinot Noir in Texas. But Pinot does grow well in Texas, not every year, but it does well. Um, and I think 2015 is good for us. 2012 is really good for us. So um, Pinot, no- Pinot Noir. But besides that, sweet wines do really well in Texas because it's hot. Yeah, that makes sense, obviously, yep. because it is hot. The Texas Wine and Grape Growers Association, obviously known as TWIGA to most people, um, you have some involvement. What, what is your involvement right now and what will be in the future? Yep. So I've been on the board of directors for a couple of years for the Texas Wine and Grape Growers Association. I'm the incoming president, so I'll be sworn in here in, in uh, February. And looking forward to it. It's an interesting challenge. I love Twigged. A lot of people don't realize how much influence the Texas Wine and Grape Growers Association has on the freedoms and the laws that we have in Texas. And it's mainly a lobbying organization that helps us um, get the freedoms that we have to be able to make wine and sell wine and um, be able to uh, ship wine. And I think it's a great organization. So if people aren't involved, they should definitely get involved in that organization. And the convention is coming up, in, I believe, in February? February 18th, I think. And it's going to be awesome. We're going to do it in Frisco, Texas this year. So it's close to where we are. We're in Greenville and McKinney. So it'll be really close. And this year, we're going to take a little uh, different approach. So we're trying to get more consumer Involvement. We have a we have hundreds of wineries in Texas, almost 400 now. We have 250 vineyards. So a lot of the industry people show up, right? You have a lot of uh, people like you, right, that are also involved that um, that are um, people that write that write about the industry. But we're trying to get consumers to be involved. So the gala on Saturday night, we're trying to make it more where people could come and taste Texas wine, meet the uh, Texas wine um, makers. So if you think about it, 
How often do you get a chance to meet 400 winemakers and 250 growers in one place at one time? You don't, right? Yeah. You, get, you have to go around and go to the hey, wineries and the vineyards. I, right? I've been traveling for five years doing this. So, yes, I understand exactly what you're saying. Right? I, I'd it's, love to do it in one night. <laughs> and you can sit around and talk to um, Paul from Messina Hoff or you know, Bob Landon from Landon Winery or Mark from Yano and all these different winemakers and all in one place, taste their wines, talk to them. And so we're trying to make it approachable and we can visit with people about the wines and taste their wines. So that'll be Saturday night. It's going to be really fun. Excellent. So if the, the consumers out there... Don't know, and if it hasn't changed, if you join the Twiga Association as a consumer member, you do actually get discounts at some wineries that you may not normally get. So there are benefits to joining the association other than just being part of Twiga. That's right. So is there anything else you would like to add? I mean, we had a great day of the tasting. I mean, oh, it was... This, this, like I said, this two-hour tasting turned into a three-and-a-half-hour tasting, so it was fantastic. But. I like to tell people our wine tours and barrel tours and tastings are n- not like your typical tastings. It's I love wine. I like sharing wine. I like talking about wine. We talk about the food impact on wine, but it's not about selling wine. There's no pressure. It's all about just having fun, playing trivia, and visiting, and talking about wine, and it's a unique experience. We get a lot of positive feedback about it. It's just, if you want it, it's not any pressure on you. So if you don't know anything about wine, you're not going to feel out of place. It's just fun. And no matter what type of wine you like, sweet or dry, it doesn't matter. We're going to have a great time and just have fun like today, right? And if you want to go longer than two hours like we did today, if I have time, we'll go longer than two hours. And I think it's really fun. I just like sharing Texas wine. Texas wines, we have so many things to share. A lot of people don't realize that Texas has come so far on the quality of the wines and I think doing this type of tour and sharing the quality of the wines makes a big, you know, impact on people. I definitely agree. So I appreciate your time, Bob, for uh, taking the extra time on tour. Sure. And uh, for taking the time talking to us and our listeners on the podcast. So thank you very much. And thank you for coming, Jeff. This was awesome. So thanks again for uh, chatting with us. And that'll do it for this episode. So until next time, cheers. Thanks for listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. If you would like to read the show notes and see the photos included in a larger size, check out the blog post at texaswinelover.com. Be sure to check out our archive section on the website for previous podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TXWineLover. Plus, we are also on Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Thank you.